There are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose show. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. If you've been tuning in for a while, you know this program is all about helping people create more meaningful and productive personal and work lives and equipping leaders inside organizations to cultivate meaning and purpose that elicits passion, inspired contribution, innovation, and persevering performance. I talk with my guests to to draw on their expertise and then share my own experience consulting, speaking, and developing workforces across the globe. Every week in these conversations, it is my intention that you walk away with something you can immediately apply in your personal and work lives, so I invite you to listen in from that vantage point, and it is my fervent hope that you come alive with the possibility of living with passion, working on purpose, and are inspired to discover for yourself just how big and fulfilling your life, work, and leadership can be. And if you do catch fire from anything you hear, reach out and tell me about it. You can email me at elise at elisecortez.com or use the contact me feature on my website, elisecortez.com, to message me. And when you do reach out, tell me how I can help. Do you want to join a distribution list to stay informed of these topics? Do you want to learn about joining a Catch Fire online inspiration, accountability, or mastermind community? Or do you want information on my purpose-driven leadership programs for individuals or companies? Happy to help any way that I can. Any event, I'm glad we're connected. And thank you for listening. It's great to have you with us. Back to the program. With us this week is Rachel Clizold. She is an international trauma specialist and fully qualified Reiki master. Her passion is to assist with spiritual well-being and the pressures of everyday and corporate life. Her specialty is helping people recover rapidly from pain, trauma, illness, and master their psyche so they can live a healthy, happier life. She joins us today from Sydney, Australia via Skype. Rachel, welcome to Working on Purpose. Hey, thank you for having me, Elise. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's... (laughs) <laughs> it's so great. You know, I so really appreciate the interconnectivity of the world. One of the great things of getting to host this show, Rachel, is that I, did, I get to enjoy global global listeners and guests like you. And so listeners, for me, it's 5 p.m. on Tuesday, January 15th. And for Rachel, it's Wednesday, January 16th, I think at 10 a.m. It's yeah. just incredible. So, so, and I want to also give a shout out to our, our common friend, David Perks, who was a previous guest and someone I got to meet when I went through your beautiful Sid- your city this earlier this year and got to see and be shown around. He was a guest earlier on and he reached out and connected us. And when he said that you were up to waking up people to their fire and passion, I thought, mm-hmm, good fit. Got it. Makes <laughs> sense, David. Bring her on. So thank you, David. Yes. Thank you, David. Really appreciate it. Well, so you are, I have the, the privilege of looking at you in video and you're vibrant and beautiful and, and I, it's just amazing to me that what you're up to in the world. So I, I want to get starting with starting from your vantage point of what it is that you see going on in the world that has you so convinced that you need to do the work that you're doing. Sure. Um, well, for me, I guess it's, you know, jump on any train or bus when people are commuting to work. Like it's really, um, people are almost in a zombie-like state where they're not, they're just existing, they're not truly living their life. And, you know, I I see this and I see people that are just closed off to life and living life through limitations. And it just, 
it, it hurts me to see people living that way. And, um, yeah, for me, it's, um, yeah, it's, I, I love to help people shake, shake their lives up. Mm-hmm. We have that in common, Rachel. I really get that. I refer to those people as the walking dead. <laughs> I think we talked about that, right? Unfortunately, there's a sea of them out there. I've been one of them myself, so I'm not running everybody down. I've been there myself, and I know how atrocious it is to waste our one precious life in that kind of a state. So I appreciate very much the work that you're doing. And just as a very, very quick aside, Rachel, I think I told you this via email. I'm not sure, but... Uh, let's see now, 12 days ago, my mother passed and I was there. I got to be with her. And there's something about that experience. Now, it was a beautiful and enriching experience and we got to say our goodbyes and she was ready. So all that was in order. But you really understand how quickly life is snuffed out. And we don't know when our when our expiration date is. We don't know. So every day is a gift. And so all the more reason that I appreciate what you're up to. Now, before we say more about that, I do want to, I like, I like a little context. So what were you doing professionally before you got into this kind of work? Sure. So like we were just speaking about, I was in the corporate world. So I was, um, you know, started as a team administrator, worked my way up to a personal assistant and then into an executive assistant. So I was working for, you know, the big flying companies like Deloitte, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Nevadas. Um, so I was very much in the corporate world. In, and it's interesting because of all my careers, they've all been in support. So I've always been of service to people. Um, but, yeah, it's been interesting in the last kind of – a memory actually popped up on Facebook uh, from 10 years ago saying, oh, you know, I'm, I'm lost as to what to do. So it's interesting to see that pop up today um, when I started to question my life and where I wanted to be. Um so yeah, being in the in the corporate world, whilst I, whilst I loved the support of nature, um, yeah, I just found it to be very draining on my soul. Um, I think perhaps because I just wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing, thus why you know why I felt drained because it wasn't truly aligned with what I was meant to do. Mm, I totally get that, Rachel. I really, really get that. Now, I have to wonder, and listeners out there who are maybe going, yeah, I felt that way too, or I feel that way now, and how do I get out of it? Did something happen to finally catapult you out? Uh, yeah, so I was working in an environment that was very toxic. It was just, you know, I'd walk, and we're in a small office. It was, uh, there was three, there was five of us in the office, and uh, yeah, I just walk in. It was just really, really tolling on my soul. And um, it was interesting. It took me like five times to quit. <laughs> I had my resignation in five times. Um, so this was like always two years ago, I think it was. Um, and yeah, it was just like having that courage to say, no, enough is enough. Like I want, I want more. My soul is yearning for more. So, um, yeah, I think that was yeah interesting to ref- reflect on that question, that that was the catalyst. So. That is so important. Rachel, you and I have some similar paths in that, just to the point of, yes, I want more. And when we think about this one precious life, when I made some decisions that I made, especially professionally, I was like, I'm not living the life that I really want for myself. It with, if I get to the end and people are at my ceremony or my service, 
this is not going to cut it where we are today. I don't want this. There's going to be a different different story written here. Um, so, but I also really applaud what it takes to you know five attempts to 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 quit. I really get that. And yeah. congratulations and kudos. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so you've made a big shift here, Rachel. Um, you're a, you're a trauma specialist, and we're going to talk more about what that means and what you're doing. But what did what did you do to prepare yourself for this work? Uh, I went to uni, a university called Life, <laughs> 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 and the experiences were my teacher. Um, so yeah, I myself went through trauma, like I, you know, experienced abuse on in all different forms um and yeah so again my life experience that was my biggest teacher I think um and then the so I did a whole variety of alternative therapy training so that was almost five years ago about March or April five years ago uh when I did like Reiki which is energetic healing. I did neuro-linguistic programming, say that quickly, uh, which is just, you know, changing the way, like the, the wiring of your brain, um, hypnosis, uh, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. So you tap on different meridian points over the body, which sends vibration through your body and kind of clears any, any blockages that you've got within your body, uh, as well as past life regression, uh, and a bit of shamanism. Like I haven't been trained in shamanism, but a couple of years ago I did uh, something called Cambo, which is frog medicine, which is um, so they place the medicine on you and you purge. Uh, and since receiving the medicine, when I'm working on my clients, sometimes shamanism moves, moves through. So I'm like, okay, uh, like I really just trust that whatever is moving through me um is what my client needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's all based very intuitively how I work. We had a guest on a few months ago who talked about just the, the, the incredible genius of intuition. It's so interesting that you're bringing that up. And um, she was really, really impressive. She'd written a recent book about it, and that's how she does a lot of her work around the world in, in training and consulting and, and coaching. So... Really fascinating area that I want to, want to learn more about, and the shamanism is also something I'm, I'm interested in. And, and to that end, uh, I uh, I'm also curious about your own journey. I, I myself have have journeyed in my own career over the last 20 years, but I know that you started your your work in energy work, like you were talking to talking about, and now you've really moved more into that intuitive guidance. So, um, yeah. say more about the intuitive guidance piece. What does that look like? Sure. So it's pretty cool. Like. Um, so when I'm working with my clients, I can really feel it's almost like I've become them. Like I can feel the heaviness or the lightness or I can, I can feel what's going on in their energy field. Uh, so as they're talking, um, if it's feeling heavy to me, we kind of, and you know, sometimes they're going into their story and it's just like, I just, I don't know how to explain it, but it just, I just intuitively feel and know what to say or how to guide them to kind of move them through the heaviness or the blockage that they're feeling. Um, So, yeah, like I haven't been trained in coaching. Like, as I said, my experiences in life and my own um, experiences and 
for me, like I just, I see where the client is and I guide them with their own wisdom, with their own, um, their own truth. Mm-hmm. And I just support them to move through like the blockage of what they're feeling in that moment of time. What a gift to be, to be led along like that. Um, I could say more about what I'm hearing in relation to my mother's passing, but I'll save that maybe for a little bit later. But I want to make sure we have enough time to really pull out your genius and your experience. And, and to that end, one of the things that we talked about is that you you want to help people step out of their comfort zone to move past fear and see what's in the other side. And that's kind of what I think you're starting to hint at here is, you know, there's almost like has to be a trust with the two of you that, you know, when you do theoretically, or, you know, you know, take their hand that that they they trust that you're you're gonna you're gonna get there so i want to get to that place that comfort zone is really important to me but how did you arrive at this urgency sure uh i guess again through my own experience uh so i I started traveling the world uh in 2010 so nine years ago wow um and through my own experience of pushing my own limitations and my own boundaries, like I know firsthand that life is on the other side and I know how beautiful and and magical it can be when you really have that courage to move through that, that fear. Um, And, you know, I understand from firsthand just how, debilitating fear can be uh it can crash your whole life and i also know when you have the courage to step up and move through it it's just a moment of discomfort um an interesting kind of analogy that i can share with you is like when you're going into freezing cold water if you're gonna go in inch by inch and take half an hour you're gonna freeze your butt off for half an hour whereas if you dive in you're gonna freeze for like 30 seconds a minute and then you're like, oh, this is beautiful. So that kind of same perspective, if you can implement implement that into your life of just jumping in, um, like obviously not recklessly, I feel it's just following that truth of how you, how you actually feel and moving with that versus like allowing that fear to freeze you. Um, life just opens up doors that, you know, or for <laughs> without being cheesy, like that, it creates walls. Sorry, it creates walls. It creates doors where there once wall where there was once walls. Um, so yeah, it's just having that courage to really just move through those boundaries. So to that end, Rachel, I'll share with you as I have in another conversation that I had on air. When I was in your beautiful city of Sydney in June, my coach, Sean Anderson, who is a rock star, love this man, um, he told me, he said, Elise, I know you're afraid of heights. You got to climb the bridge. So <laughs> I did. And it was, you know, that's not an enormous challenge at all. But it for me, I am really quite afraid of heights. And my experience of facing that fear and coming through the other side is I felt bigger when I came through the other side. I felt felt more confident. I felt more capable and competent. Um, So I felt like it built me as well. And to your point, it gave me access to something beyond my immediate understanding and knowledge of what I could do, what I could be, that I can't necessarily feel, touch, understand, but understood it was now a bigger sphere for myself. 
Exactly. Yeah. You just become more empowered and you, like for me, it just makes me want to just keep pushing my limitations and keep pushing my boundaries. It's, um, yeah, it, that, that feeling when you move past it, it's, it's priceless. Well, we're going to talk more about that, but let's grab our first break, Rachel. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Rachel Clizold. She is an international trauma specialist and fully qualified Reiki master. She joins us today from Sydney, Australia. We've been talking a bit about how it was that she got into the work that she's doing, why it's important to her. After the break, we're going to talk about how she goes about treating trauma. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now... Back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Rachel Clizold. She's an international trauma specialist and fully qualified Reiki master. Her passion is to assist with spiritual well-being and the pressures of everyday and corporate life. Her specialty is helping people recover rapidly from pain, trauma, illness, and master their psyche so they can live a healthy, happier life. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. All right, Rachel, so we were talking about just how it is that you managed to make the fantastic leap that you did from the, the corporate world into doing work that's much more aligned with your purpose and who you are and maybe is your purpose. Um, I want to talk about the work that you do treating trauma. And before we get into that, I first want to understand, how do people find you to help have you help them deal with their pain and trauma? How is it that you find your clients or they find you? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's the thing. They they find me when they're ready. Um, so I do have a website, which is just my name, rachelclisold.com. Uh, so it's R-A-C-H-E-L-C-L-I-S-S-E-R-O-L-D.com. Um, um, also got some work on Meetup. So you can find me on Meetup, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. But I guess we could possibly share that in a link somewhere. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we can do a link, but that's okay. People are listening. That's the, They take notes when we talk like this, so that's great. Okay, well, I was just curious just how it is. You know, when I think about, for me, it's amazing to me just when I'm out and about and I go to events, like when we get done with the show, I'm going to go to another event. And, I mean, just talking to people and just hearing about what's going on in their world, for me, is an often, oftentimes a way that I find new clients. And I can imagine for you, I mean, pain, suffering, trauma is unfortunately everywhere. So I got to believe you run into it all the time. I do indeed. Yeah. And I mean, just touching on, on that as well, like there with pain, you know, pain is just a signal that we're growing. 
suffering is optional, which I think is where people, myself included, uh, get lost. So it's like, you know, we don't need to buy into the pain. Like it's, I think often people get overwhelmed with the energy of the pain and the trauma. And it's just like, if we take a step back from it, then the suffering doesn't need to happen. Um, yeah. So, the, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I just was, I just have to say, I wrote that down. Pain is a signal we're growing. That is brilliant, Rachel. That is so brilliant. I'm going to definitely share that when I share our show. That is just, oh, love that. Um, Well, next I want to ask you, I mean, your field is very unique. I don't know anything at all about your space. This is all brand new for me. So how and why does pain present itself in the the patients you deal with? Sure. Um, So... When things happen in our lives, like it doesn't necessarily have to be a big trauma. It can be, you know, an event that occurs in your life. And if we don't really truly deal with it in the moment, then it stores in our body. It stores in our energetic field. And that might sound a bit woo-woo and out there for for some people. And I, I get that. Like it's taken me kind of years to really, uh, understand it in my own work. Um, so I, you know, I know how it it can be a bit of a shock, but what I do is very grounded. And so if, yeah, if you, if an event happens, like say for example, your mother passing, like if, if you're not dealing with it and taking the time to grieve and feel the emotions, what are coming up, like if you're suppressing what you're feeling, then it manifests as pain or um, symptoms in the body. Uh, so it's just the, it, your body's way of expressing itself out of you because you can't do it yourself. So the body's like screaming at you saying, pay attention to, you know, for example, like different parts of the body mean different things. Like the right side is the masculine and moving forward and the future, whereas the left side is the feminine and the past. Um, so yeah, it's interesting when different symptoms pop in the body, just the different meanings of each things. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just really just taking the time to, um, to deal with things as they come up and allow yourself to, to express them just like a child. You know, if they bump their knee, they cry, they scream, and then they get over it and move on. Um, whereas adults, we don't. We hold in the cry, we hold in the scream, and then it stores in the body. So I think we're going to build on this with my next question because I'm I'm really, really interested in, oh gosh, this whole notion of, of pain. I love that pain is, you know, that we're, that we're growing. I do work with a lot of people who are obviously in various stages of some kind of pain, not trauma per se, but some kind of pain because it is related to growth. Um, mm-hmm. But what is it about pain and trauma that so limits people to living full and robust lives? I think it's... Um, I guess I'm speaking from my own experience that you're not really aware of it. You're not, um, I'll just speak as if I'm talking from my experience. Um, you're just so unconscious that of the, the experience in the past is just limiting you in these, in this moment because you haven't truly dealt with it. So it just keeps the pattern keeps repeating itself over and over and over until you truly deal with it. And then once you've dealt with it, it might happen again, but you don't respond or react in the same way. So it's just, um, 
Yeah, until we take the time to deal with it, it's just going to repeat the pattern. Mm-hmm. I can see that, and I it, it manifests for me, Rachel, and that I do, I will do things over and over again, expecting a different result. And of course, we know that that's the definition of insanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, and so it, what I'm hearing you say is that you're helping people to create new, new ways forward, new channels, almost, if you will. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so I'm very, very curious to hear how do you work with people to help them overcome their pain? What is it that you're doing with them? Sure. So, again, it's very intuitive. So, you know, we were – with my sessions, I I don't plan them, so I just allow the person to show up as they are and we kind of, you know, just start – we just start talking and then as we're talking, it just – it unfolds itself and I see where the issue is and it's basically just enabling them to step out of their situation and see it from a different perspective, from their perspective of their truth. So, you know, there might be something that's uh, a situation that's happening in their life that they're unclear of. So I help them get clear by addressing the blockage like there's a really cool process that I do where we can speak to like if there's a symptom in their body or if there's a blockage in their body so if they've got an illness so to speak we can speak directly to it so we find out why it's there what they need to do specifically to to overcome it so it's almost like going to a spiritual doctor (laughs) you know you go to a doctor and they write you a script for whatever you need this is very tailored to what they specifically need to do so it could be wake up at sunrise uh, don't eat bananas uh, eat this don't eat that uh, exercise at this time of the day meditate right so it's very tailored to what they specifically need to overcome whatever it is that they de- that they are dealing with and then the final process is to like energetically clear it out of the body uh, so with those processes, like it, it, uh, it instantly kind of leaves their body and then um, it leaves their energetic field. And then, so it's like it's hitting that reset button. So then they've got a clear slate to move forward into life from. Mm. I, I can imagine if when people encounter you then and you do the work that you do, if, if they've been struggling with this for a while, it may be kind of shocking to come out of a session with you. So how do people feel when they leave a session with you? I'm sure it varies all over the place, but generally. It, it, it varies, yeah. I'm having a flashback to one client. It was hilarious. It was total dismantlement. Like um, I said something to him and it just – sent this ripple of, it was almost like putting a bomb under his chair. It just blew his whole world up. That was, that was really cool. Um, don't want to scare people off. Uh, that was one reaction, but, um, yeah, generally nine times out of 10, they kind of leave feeling very clear, very calm, grounded and connected. Um, and just, yeah, clear so they can move forward, which is, uh, pretty, pretty cool to, to see that happen, like I can feel the moment the shift happens from that heaviness where they let it go, and it's, it's almost like they can see for the first time. 
I can't even imagine what it must feel like to get to do that kind of work, Rachel. Um, I feel so grateful in getting to do the work that I do when I get to help people, when they they let me into their lives in a very intimate way, and I get present to their deepest, darkest hopes and desires for their for their lives and what they're afraid of and what they want fervently. Uh, and then something happens where it opens and they see that possibility for themselves. It is the most uh, magnificent, fulfilling feeling feeling that I can imagine what's it like for you to do the work that you do uh it's honestly I have no words it um to watch people literally blossom and shift and transform in front of my eyes that is that's why I do what I do I love when I feel it and I see it it just yeah (laughs) I have no words for that it's it's an honor. It's it's a real privilege to to be able to hold the space for someone to to shift into into life. Really, mm-hmm. I like to talk about this, uh, Rachel, because for some listeners, you know, this is a very very um, foreign idea about being able mm-hmm. to experience work on on this level. You know, I, in my own research, I researched how people experience meaning and work for 15 years and across all different kinds of professions and so far have found 15 modes of engagement and um, they they do settle around, you know, the, the depth of meaning and the extent to which the, the work and the person are related, whether they're inseparable or whether they're, it's being expressed or there's a disconnect, whatever it might be. Um, but for many people, this notion of getting to work from purpose um, and from from deep meaning is is something that they very much like to have but haven't yet encountered yet. So I love to be able to let my guests talk about what that experience is like because it's it opens something for them or at least a possibility for them. Sure. Um, so sorry, speaking about my purpose. Yeah, just um, no. You did great. What you, what you were sharing before is just great. I you, if you if you want to talk about your purpose, great. I just wanted to presence that you, the work that you're doing, the level, the depth of meaning that you get to experience, is something that many people aspire for but haven't yet encountered. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. It's um for me, like it wasn't easy, but um, I think when you've got support. And people backing you along the way, it just makes it so much easier. It could turn a year-long process into a a moment process. Mm. Um, Yeah. Well, so I I think you, like me, I, I do individual um, coaching with, with executives and professionals, but I also do programs. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested, I think you, like me, have created some of your own offerings. And so I'm interested in uh, what, what what programs do you have planned for, for, for 2019? What's on your docket? Sure. So I have some pretty exciting things coming up. Uh, in February in Sydney, Australia. So hopefully this might encourage some people to jump on a plane from America. I'd um, love to. <laughs> please do. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be in a, a very special location in Sydney on an island called Dangar Island. It's got uh, 300 residents and no cars. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's going to be a very special day. Um, I'm going to have like a gong sound healing and just a place where they can really enter stillness and just have that space to really connect in with themselves and, you know, let go of anything that's potentially holding them back from from the past years so that they can 
just reset and, and ground into themselves. Um, so yeah, that's one of the days. And I've also got, I've um, collaborated with a dear friend of mine and we've created an amazing, amazing eight-week online program. And funny enough, she's actually in America. She's in, in Sacramento. Uh, so we've, you know, we've created the program with, with alchemy in mind of the merging of our two, two skills so, you know, I'm helping people to clear the blockages of past trauma and Leah is a certified relationship trans- transition and life coach. Uh, so we're, we're merging our two passions together um, and our mission is for people to live authentically and open themselves to healthy relationships. So that's, that's really excited, exciting to, to do that with her. And, um, yeah, just looking to open up to, to fil- facilitate retreats around the world with Leah and myself as well. So oh, let me jump on that bandwagon. That sounds amazing. And and let me just applaud you. How fun is that? I'm doing something similar. I've reached out to a guest or two that I've really connected with and some of my friends too. And that's the beauty of doing what we're doing really as and sort of, you know, on our own, if you will, um, marching to our own beat and our purpose. It's amazing to be able to create something with someone you really care about to make something that you couldn't create on your own. Oh, it was it was such a joyful process creating this with Leah. Like, I find I don't really enjoy creating on my own. I love it when I can work with someone that's aligned with me. And it it was just amazing to watch it unfold. Like, we got out of the way, and it took, you know, maybe fifteen hours to create create this program because it was just that it was ready to come out and through us. So, we're both very excited to to be able to help women um you know overcome pain and trauma from the past and just really delve deeply uh and to help them recognize blockages and release blockages and red flags so uh, very very excited Oh, that's great. Well, I want to hear more about that, but let's grab our last break here. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We've been on the air with Rachel Clizold. She's an international trauma specialist and fully qualified Reiki master. She joins us today from Sydney, Australia. After the break, we're going to talk about more of those relationships, and specifically toxic relationships, how they affect us and what we can do about them. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thank you. 
Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Rachel Clizold. She's an international trauma specialist and fully qualified Reiki master. Her passion is to assist with spiritual well-being and the pressures of everyday and corporate life. Her specialty is helping people recover rapidly from pain, trauma, illness, and master their psyche so they can live healthy, happier lives. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. All right, Rachel, for this last bit on our segment here, I I wanted to focus on relationships. I mean, so much of our lives are either improved or diminished because of our relationships, Mm. Um, right? And so part of your work involves helping women overcome toxic relationships and, and their limiting effects on them. Wow. So help us understand first, how can we recognize we're in a toxic relationship? Sure. Well, um. Yeah, it's interesting just reflecting back on my own experience. I think uh, innately we know when something is toxic. Um, but like from my own experience, I was very young and had zero self-esteem and zero self-worth. So I knew it was toxic, but I didn't feel like I was worthy of more. So when, you know, you know you're in a toxic relationship because it it just doesn't feel good you're constantly on eggshells and you know feeling like you're not worthy and trying to prove yourself and yeah like there's so many different um ways to recognize it but I think the biggest thing is just the way you feel if it doesn't feel good you know it's probably toxic and you know if if there's an unhealthy way of communicating and you know, there's yelling and screaming and uh, abuse. Um, yeah, there's there's many different layers of, of toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. So, what are the effects then on a person from be- when when we're in a toxic relationship? What what happens to us? Uh, it's it's very soul destroying. Like it really. Uh, again, speaking from my own experience, it it just breaks you as a person and um yeah it's very um debilitating and you know it, you, you're not functioning fully as a human because you're just it, it, it you're broken really again speaking from my own experience um yeah it's uh affects your whole life really um and you know what I'm also thinking about, Rachel, too, just in my own experience, I've certainly had maybe some of those relationships over my over time. And I think they also, unfortunately, teach us or encourage us, you know, unhealthy behaviors to cope in response mm-hmm. that maybe aren't aren't very good for the, for the long term. And then, you know, the opportunity there is to intervene in that and, and get us back on a, a, a better, more healthy path. Um, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately in life when something happens, we tend to take the low road versus the the high road. So instead of growing and evolving, you know, we could turn to food or alcohol and sex and drugs and different things that really don't uh, enable us to to grow through that toxicity. Um, You know, instead of turning to, to a friend or exercise or something that's going to help rebalance you. Gosh, it's so funny you say that, Rachel. I was just going back, you know, and I think there's ebbs and flows in a relationship, right? And mm. I can remember one relationship that for overall net was really, really great for me on so many levels. But in the end, after three years, I did 
opt to to leave it because for that very reason I could I knew and I got feedback from people around me that I most certainly was not centered and I remember distinctly I was living in Brazil at the time Rachel and um, one of the women there said to me in Portuguese she said você está com estrela baixada which means you are with a lowered star and another way of saying that is you're depressed <laughs> um, so certainly not balanced and um, anyway just it's really interesting to think about starting to recognize wow this is not a good place for me. Mm-hmm. So then we have to ask, how can we become or be more in tune that we might be getting into a toxic relationship before it actually sucks us in? Yeah, it's um, just having that awareness and the, the self-worth and the self-love and compassion not to go there. Like, I think there's... As you say, at the beginning of a relationship, there's there's red flags and it's just having the courage to walk away and honor yourself and love yourself enough to to not stay with that person. But, it, I mean, I've been there myself, you know, going to people that don't truly serve me and that's just a part of ourselves that then, that we're not really loving and we're allowing, you know, somebody to potentially treat us that way you know i think that all of us maybe have grown up with all kinds of messages about ourselves and about about what a relationship is and one of those big messages is well you know rachel relationships take work Mm. (laughs) right and so i'm wondering you know when you think about how people might start to process some of the the negativity or toxicity that they experience in a relationship and they just reframe it as well you know it's work i just have to work at it Mm. what do you what do you think about that for me i don't know if i'm living in a fairy tale land or not but i believe when you're with the right person you light each other up and you know there's a couple people in my life that i look at and they have that and i mean sometimes it can be work but that's i think for the most part it it's light and it's joyful and you just bring the best out in each other um but then obviously life comes along and challenges come, but you work together to to move forward rather than against each other. And I think perhaps that's part of the problem with toxic relationships. They're working against each other versus with each other. That is a great way to clarify that, Rachel. And I'll just simply quickly share that, you know, again, coming off my mother's passing two weeks ago, I've witnessed my mother and father's love over the last, they were married for almost 46 years and um, they really were, they were, they they had great chemistry. So they were connected that way. They were best friends. They were business partners. They loved spending time together. And of course, as you can imagine, my father is completely destroyed in this whole, you know, the, the new geography, if you will. Um, he's just destroyed. But it's such a great example of what a beautiful relationship can be. Mm, exactly, exactly. And it's just opening up to that. And, you know, when you're being, you've experienced toxic relationships in the past, being in a healthy one can be foreign. You're like, whoa, what, what's this love? What What is this? And it can be overwhelming, but it's just learning to, you know, go within and do the work within. And when you can do that, like, and just, uh, you know, open yourself to receive love, like that, that's powerful. 
And to your point earlier, Rachel, what I can absolutely say is they both very much contributed to the other. They they made each other better, bigger, fuller human beings. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, along those lines, another thing that I know that you said you've been up to is is facilitating group work, which is fascinating to me. I would love to do something like that. In fact, in many ways, I guess I do do that in some of the programs that I when I bring groups together. But I'm interested to understand if there's been any common themes that you've seen among the groups in terms of challenges or opportunities. Yeah, it's actually been really interesting. I've been facilitating, well, I started to yeah, open myself up to that world, which has been really exciting. Um, and, yeah, been drawing men into the groups, which, which has been pretty cool. And the common theme that I've found in these men that have showed up for the work is that they don't really have a space to open up and be vulnerable in like for example if they're hanging out with their guy mate they'll you know they'll try and speak to them about whatever issue it is that they're feeling and or going through and the mate will just tap them on the shoulder and be like you know you'll you'll be right mate you know let's just have a beer um so you know uh obviously this is a generalization but generally men don't have that capability to open up and be vulnerable with each other because it's just they haven't been taught that. So, yeah, it's been very, um, really cool to see men come out and go, I want to talk about this. I want to be vulnerable. I want to learn to not reflex and shut down and suppress my energies and, and emotions. So it's been as a woman to be able to facilitate that and create that space for men to come into and to really bear their souls in front of men they haven't met, in front of me they haven't met. Like it's just been really, really a, a privilege to, to be able to do that for them and, and see them grow and evolve through the hour that, that I'm working with them in. Like it's been, um, yeah, pretty, very special. You know, Rachel, again, you and I are coming at this from a very similar space, and I work with men and women. Um, It's easier sometimes, I think it's easier for some of the women to opt into my space, but not really. I mean, men want to work and live from purpose, too. Mm. Um, And and they certainly, certainly the emotional intelligence and the spectrum of emotional intelligence that goes with that to be able to express and communicate how they're feeling is, you know, there's a spectrum there that they can develop into. And to your point, I think it is so beautiful when I could see men or women being able to stand in that place, be vulnerable, show who they really are, um, and let us in. It's really, really magical when that happens. And furthermore, what I'll say is that I think men have the opportunity today to be able to live in that space, you know, when they let themselves do so, and that the time is absolutely right for them to stand in that place and the last thing I'll say is it's really sexy when a man cries I think oh I know (laughs) I was with a group yesterday and he was talking about how he sit there and have a cry I was just like yes go and (laughs) yeah it was interesting to observe how you know men will speak speak about that social conditioning of oh you got a man up and like to me, manning up is crying. Manning up is showing your emotions and being vulnerable. Like that to me is the sexiest thing a man could ever do. 
And it takes a lot more courage than it is just to shut all that down. That's and more strength too to do that. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with you. That would be more manning up than shutting it all down for sure. Exactly. And and I also know that men have been terribly conditioned not to do that. I'm not trying to take that away because I know well, I'm I'm not a man, so I don't know what my bones like they do, but that, you know, there's there's consequences if you if you don't align with what society says about what it is to be a man. So I really also understand that they have to swim upstream, if you will, to do what we're what we're talking about. And I really respect and appreciate that when they do. Oh, totally, totally. Well, we've come down to the last already, if you will, Rachel. The time just goes by so fast. So here we are at the end. Um, you know this show is listened to by people across the, the globe. Um, what would you like to leave our listeners with today, say in maybe 30 seconds or so? Sure. Um, I think it, it's just consciously choosing what feels right for you. Uh, what What your truth is is different to my truth. And it's just really, not even having the courage, but just feeling what feels right for you and moving through that fear and just going for it. You know, life is short and it's when you can really just move past your boundaries and your limitations, that, that's where it gets juicy. That's when, when life really starts. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I do, I do work online, so if people want to work with me, anywhere in the world that's possible so um yeah i just uh i want to help people wake up and live life on their terms so yeah thank you thanks thanks for listening everyone rachel thank you so much for joining us and sharing your heart your soul your purpose your passion with us Uh, it's obvious to me that you're doing work you're supposed to be doing yeah thank you thank you so if you want to learn more about Rachel Clizold or contact her and see about the work that she's doing um, in international trauma, you can always check out her website. It's rachelclizold.com. So it's R-A-C-H-E-L-C-L-I-S-S-O-L-D.com, rachelclizold.com. And last week, if you missed the show live, you can always catch it via recorded podcast. We were on the air with Brandy Neese. She's an emerging speaker working from her purpose to help encourage and inspire people to break free of their own self-imposed prisons, no matter what they've been through in life, and go hard after their dreams. Next week, we'll be on the air talking with Paul Radoff about his work consulting on purpose in nonprofits and also his book, Thriving in a New Stakeholder World, Purpose as the New Competitive Advantage. See you there. Remember that work is at least one third of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work.